Stretch out with your feelings. I can bring you in warm, or I can bring you in cold. Welcome to Rogue Support, a Star Wars Shatterpoint podcast. We are your hosts, Dizzard, Omnis, and Finger Guns. Our goal as a cast is to give you the support you need for your gaming needs, whether that be tactics, supplies, hobby ideas, or just some good old dad jokes. We are in your corner of the cantina. <laughs> if you enjoy what you are listening to, be sure to leave a review and let us know how we are doing. As well, come hop in our Discord. There, you can show off your hobby talk, rules, I need a comma there, uh, and tactics and anything Star Wars Shatterpoint related. The link will be in the description. Now open those blast doors and let's get on with the show. Oh my god, it's been a week. It oh, I guess two weeks for Sam, but a week since we had that yeah. bonus episode. Yeah. Um do we wanna start this episode off with a big announcement or do you want to save that till like the end or just randomly throw it in here? What do you guys want to do? Uh up to you. I'll roll with whatever you want, Dizzard. I do want to say Random though, yeah, are all Star Wars dad jokes Vader jokes? That one is. I just think it's great that like I'm the only dad in this bunch, and I don't have a lockdown on the dad jokes. So uh... you don't even wear white New Balances when you mow the lawn. You're not a real dad. Touche, <laughs> <laughs> uh, touche. All right, let's just go ahead and get into the rogues canteen, and all of a sudden, when we're going to do this announcement, uh, let's go ahead and start off with Sam. What are you? Me? What are you playing, yeah. painting, drinking, watching, whatever? We from it Sam may in be. two weeks. We need all like to be filled so in funny, right? on the yeah, two pews. Right. Yeah. What's the, what's the um, two pews been up to? The two pews has been going to concerts. So that's been fun. I've gone to two concerts since the last time we had a show <laughs> that I was wow. on, anyway. <laughs> so that was cool. Hitting uh, up the most Isley Cantina. Yep. Uh, locally, I've still been playing my uh, Padawan Ahsoka Rex Annie Obi with two twelfth and five hundred first. I've been playing a whole bunch of, um, even though I gave Kenny a bunch of crap for it last week, I've still been uh, playing a lot of Vader Obi proxy stuff on TTS, and that's been really fun. I'm really liking that combination of people, even though it feels really weird. <laughs> I'm drinking a vodka soda with lime. I have a really awesome beer that I'm going to crack into a little, a little bit here, but, you know, liquor before beer, as they say. <laughs> and uh, the the beer is called a Mortal Wombat. Oh. <laughs> oh, wow. Dad what joke play on words it? like right away there. It's an IPA. Okay. I'll show it off here. It's fine. Yeah, I'm really curious. I want to see what this can looks like. Funny uh funny story like when I was in junior high, yeah, we had a class where we had to like make a um uh make a, an advertisement and my buddy and I um made it Mortal Wombat was the name of our product. See? Wow. That's good. Liability Brewing Company out of somewhere. I've had this beer before. <laughs> Tatooine. It's out of Tatooine. Uh, must be, yeah. Everything's out of Tatooine. Have you seen the Star Wars universe? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or weirdly, Jakku, right? Like, why is it Why is it coming out of there? I don't know. They didn't say where they're from, so I'll never find them. <laughs> what are you, you been painting at all? Have I been painting at all? Painting's been really slow for me. I have my uh, my IRL squad fully put together, and that's about the uh, the extent of it. I'm hoping to get some prime on them later tonight. Nice, nice. Yeah. Okay. Okay. What about you, Omnis? 
Well, um, right now I'm finishing off one of the Bodhi Zafas that I was drinking last week. Um, figured can't let them sit in my fridge for too long. But I got something else to bust into a little, little later, and so I'll announce that one when we get to it. But um, um, So not super exciting on the, the beer front just yet. Um, Painting-wise, my news. You guys have been busy. Guess who is fully painted? Not me. This guy. <laughs> not, not I mean, I still have a lot of twice over. Uh, <laughs> I uh, I have a lot of highlighting and stuff to do, like because like my cloaks on my Magna Guard are still just like kind of flat cream, no no shading or highlighting at all, and so there's little things I'd like to go back through. But I can play all of the models right now, painted except Ahsoka because I don't have her. Um. So that's exciting, but most recently I did my uh, my high grounds. I ordered two high ground sets from Discount Games Inc. They arrived on Friday. It was a little confusing because at one point they were like, "We're sending these back to the the sender um, <laughs> because your address is incomplete." And then they showed up a half an hour later. No, oh. so somebody hit thanks the wrong post button. office. Um, <laughs> um, you know, sometimes the address for me, like I when I I will ship this stuff often to my work, especially if I want to like assemble it during the week. And sometimes what happens is because I'll put like my name, and then somewhere I try to work in care of the name of the place that I work so that the mailman knows who. But, like, our normal person just recognizes my name. I've been there for 11 years. I ship a lot of stuff. They're using, oh, that's part of that's part of VI. Um, but somehow it got cut off on this one and just wasn't in there anywhere. And whoever, like, pre-driver was kind of confused. But the driver's like, I got this. Um, <laughs> so I'm working on those. Those are just kind of, like, I did, like, Friday night. It was, like, silver, <laughs> wash, dry brush seal and i managed to get that kind of done in like five hours nice. um so the least it like kind of blends in with the terrain even though it doesn't have any other color on it um and so those were super fun to play with um probably the thing i'm most excited about with those is uh game two i set something up where the one of the high ground towers was in the middle and then i had gantries running nearby so if you imagine they were only maybe an inch away from the high from the the tower but it ended up with an objective on the high ground, but you could contest it on the same elevation from a different piece of terrain, which I thought was really cool, and I'd like to set up more tables with something like that in the future. It didn't end up mattering for the game because it was in the middle, and it was like Anakin took the middle, and then just nobody wanted to fuck with Anakin, so it was like kind of irrelevant. But I, I thought in concept it was it was cool. Um, so I'm really looking forward to playing with those some more. Um, this week, I committed... To my must-play an equal amount of everything so far, and I have now an absolute equal amount of games with all Separatists, equal amount of games with all Mandos, and equal amount of games with all clones. And I hear you got a little secret that you're holding from me that is driving mall related, and it's driving. I do have like my first like team that I'm going to dig into. I'm not quite ready to reveal that yet. Um, but I'm going to dig into it and see if this idea works out. And if so, I will I will spoil it on the show either way. Like, if it ends up sucking, I will tell everybody it sucked. Or if it just was mediocre. Or if I think I've got something I really want to dive into more. Um, that, that may be a thing. But um, it's been interesting. I think it was a really good idea to try each of the teams kind of in their in their own, like, seeing the full 
package work, you know, Asajj and Dooku and how they felt force-wise versus, like, how the Mandos felt force-wise and how all clones felt force-wise. It was, it was really interesting, and I feel like I learned a lot. Um, but I'm also, um, I think I'm going to fill in for Amon while he's on getting married um, with Hello There. So nice. I think they want to want to dig into, like, this, like, hey, what have we learned, you know, in this first month of gaming? So I'll probably dive into that topic a bit with, uh, with Jesse. But uh, I strongly recommend it to everyone. I think you learn some really important lessons just kind of like trying a little bit of everything. I'm really happy that I did that. Awesome. Okay. Uh, my turn, I guess. I have painted three quarters i guess in between a half and three quarters because i didn't pay anakin yet um why didn't you pay anakin yet he doesn't matter um wow <laughs> i have anakin thoughts by the way <laughs> wow. um but no i uh painted up my red mandos and blue mandos and bow and gar and maul and uh, my sith ahsoka um, I might go back and touch her up with some stuff because somebody put out a uh, actually pretty interesting thing, like put some silver on like the um, little edges of her little skirt thing. I was like, that's pretty cool. That looked nice with the red. Um, and then I'm doing my Dread Guard 501st and Rex, which <laughs> are looking super sick. Um, from like the cast last week, the bonus episode, we talked about how. Vader seems really good with Rex and the 501st, or at least they're going to be standard. And I was like, well, I don't want to play Rex and 501st clones because they're good guys. I want to play bad guys. So I looked up, Vader's got to have, like, black stormtroopers. Uh, and so it did. It's a dread guard. And I painted them, and they are looking super sick. Um, I'm loving them so far. And I can't wait. They're, they are ready for the Lord Vader. Darth Vader, anyways. Um, with that, well, I'm drinking... really religious there for a second. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the Lord Vader. Um, and then I'm drinking a tropical beer hug again, and I got another one down here in my bag, and I also got a Sour Monkey ready to go. Um, oh, speaking of Sour Monkey, I found a place in my neck of the woods that has Sour Monkeys for $2 on Tuesdays. Nice. Um, I think like I on tap? Uh, no, it's bottles of it, oh, but okay. it's still it, it's a bargain. The bargain is yeah. the point there, right? Like yeah, that's almost anytime you're picking up something at an establishment <laughs> for two dollars, yeah, exactly. that's pretty good. Yep, um, like dollar slices of pizza. So it's ooh, just like that sounds really good. They got pool too. Like I'll come by, hang out. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's more of a restaurant than a pub. Oh, but uh, they do they have a bar inside. This is important content stuff right here, though. It is. It is. It's, it's beer talk. <laughs> um. Let's see, playing-wise, I I have played on TTS a little bit. I did my Vader Mall, and I was quite, quite pleased with Vader Mall. I am happy with it. It is a whole lot of hurt, um, as one could imagine. I will say, uh, Sam talked about Obi Vader, and I actually think Obi Vader is kind of scary, but won't go too deep into that. I cannot believe that he's Galactic Republic. That like, yeah. he was on all so, the Galactic Republic stuff. Like when you I, have got to be kidding me. When I when I sent yes. my dad I sent my dad the card for Vader when it was spoiled. And my dad was like how? Like how is he Galactic Republic? I'm like, I mean like he was for like twenty minutes. Like the whole the whole Jedi Temple assault, he was it was still Galactic Republic. So you it's got you really got about like, you got about twelve hours that he was Galactic yeah, the Republic of him in the suit 
never and crosses. Like before it becomes yeah. the Empire is like forty five minutes. Yeah. Well, I <laughs> but, mean, the Senate doesn't get dissolved for a little while after that, right? Yeah. Like, it's still, it's still technically the Republic. Like, well, through the the Andor show, it's still a Republic. Yeah. Well, no, it's already an Empire, right? But it just still has. Because he announces at the end of Revenge of the Sith, he's like, oh, he does, we're being right. reorganized yeah. into a galactic empire, and people are cheering, and Padme's like, this oh, is no. how freedom dies, to I don't know. boring I just, applause. I just couldn't. I just, no! That's like his. Yeah. That's like the, the, all that he did while there was still a galactic republic. Basically. Um, but I think what you Where could say is, is Padme. Like, <laughs> in theory, right, like, the clones were still serving him during that time. Like, he are, still had yeah. 501st clone troopers which, serving Which is why Vader. I'm super cool with this whole Dread Guard idea I did. I, yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, this is nice. Uh, yeah, but yeah, Vader... Uh, it's just unbelievable that he, he has Galactic Republic. Galactic Republic, because yeah. he's so good with Galactic I'm not, Republic. I'm not saying you can't explain it. <laughs> I'm just saying, um, like, it just blows my mind. Like, no here, problem. oh, right. uh, just so everybody knows, the Reverend is here, so now we can oh, start. Good. Um, you missed, anyways. you missed Dizzard getting really religious <laughs> about Vader, man. <laughs> Lord Vader. Uh, our Lord Vader. <laughs> uh, anyways, um, other than that, I, I had an event. Am I, am I diving into the event now? Toot, toot. Well, here, one thing before we get into it, I just want to say I really enjoyed with everyone who's reached out and who, like, listens to my other show and has been like, I really enjoy, like, host Omnis, but also, like, co-host Wild Omnis is super fun, and I'm really enjoying Rogue support. And so, um, it just made, every time I see the phrase Wild Omnis, in my head what happens is I'm like, Wild Omnis! <laughs> and so I just... A wild wacky, wacky inflatable arm guy. Yeah. <laughs> like I imagine that I'm like running a little western ranch, and it's like, "Ooh, welcome to Wild Omnis's Ranch." You're like the the uh, old TV car salesman advertisements when they make spoofs of it in comedy shows. Like, come on down to Wild Omnis's. Come on down to Wild Omnis's. Get the best deal on kids anywhere on Tatooine. <laughs> you want a speeder? Half off. <laughs> so that's that's going to be the thing now. Wild Omnis. Uh, ben says you talk like that for the rest of the show. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dizzard. Tell us about your event. Wild Omnis wants to know. Uh, if he gets to do that, I get to be the... You, you're never gonna, you can't catch me, see? I, I can't put up with this. <laughs> no, you've got, you've got to use the Yoda voice the whole show. Sammy Two Pews as oh, the man. Galactic Republican within no. us. I, I, I wow, cannot, Galactic I Republican can... really puts a different slant <laughs> on my feels right now. <laughs> I'm libertarian. In a... <laughs> All right. Uh, okay, so uh, the event this weekend, it was at Total Access Games up in Ashton, Virginia. Um, <laughs> Yosemite Sam. <laughs> it... <laughs> Rook support meets Yosemite Sam. <laughs> Good. Um, it was seven people showed up. Uh, it was a three-rounder. Um, it was really, it, it actually went really well, uh, for me. Um, was it a event? no, it was only, I act like I asked that and they see you. <laughs> no, I, I actually think I have, I have strong opinions on that. Actually. I think that nobody yeah. should run into premiere event until at the earliest beginning of August, because that gives time to get July's releases, get them painted and all that stuff. And then potentially get August releases too. 
I just I don't, I don't think I agree. I think with we that. want Grievous. I think, I think we want Grievous. I think it's before. just fun to be able to go to an event and be like, I'm going to play a bunch of different stuff. Right? No, and I, I I agree with that. I just I don't think that anybody should be really saying like I don't know if I said like, hey, this is a premiere event. I'm really expecting people to have four squads ready to play a month after the game came out. But the box comes with four squads. I think it's just... I'm not saying every event should be a premiere event, but yeah. to say that you should not have an, a premiere event until, like, basically... Okay, I guess, yeah. Stuff, I, I guess... think there's just an element... There are people who just like playing all of the things, yeah. and I think it's it's actually good. I, I Especially after playing all of them kind of equally, I would actively say you should kind of try out each of those pods, um, and that will just help you enjoy the game more. So. I don't... I don't disagree with that. I guess I'm being a little hyperbolic where I don't like yeah. being like, you shouldn't you? run. Hyperbolic? But yeah, I just, I, yeah, run, run premieres if you want them. I just, I just know that for me, I would not want to do one at until like August, September timeframe. It's okay. You don't have I, to yeah. be right about everything. I know, uh, but Maul, I am. Uh, because I, I doing, went... We're doing because like a five-rounder. I, so. I went 3-0 and with Lord Maul and my Mandos with Ahsoka. Um, so I truly think that like with stuff that's like actually physically released right now, Maul, Ahsoka, and all Mandos is like up there for strengths. Um, it's a bold take. It is a bold take, but I don't think I'm wrong on this. Um, I think that, you're, I think that you've put in a lot of, a lot of reps. How many want, games? We're not talking about that, that. That everyone at this. I, I, I'm just okay. Low end. Yep. You have more games under your belt than everyone at that tournament combined. Absolutely. And, <laughs> and I think that it's a feather in your cap, far more than it is. Uh, Maul and Ahsoka, all Mandos is a top tier tournament threat. I no, because I actually think that Maul and Ahsoka and all Mandos is actually a top tier tournament threat. I like it. I like yeah. it. I mean, I, I actually agree. I, so I'm, <laughs> I'm having, having a hard time saying this right now. <laughs> I'm going to back off my prior Maul um, downplayment. Right. Um, right. I think in my initial Congress, games. Because I ended up playing him a lot with Separatist droids because mm-hmm. I was playing Asajj with the Super Commandos. Um, I think there's a lot of facets to making Maul feel like he's worthwhile. And one, spend less time on the Dark Rage side helps. Play him with the All Mandos <laughs> so you really feel the benefit of the the, the additional force. Sure. Because of because of his and like. Um, like it just with all that stuff combined, like I do think he has a really solid place, and you could make an argument that he might be one of the best, if not like one of the more key leaders for or primaries for for the All Mando team. Um, I think it's weird because he doesn't really play like the way that you would imagine he would play, because he's, he's you know he's really there about like oh I don't need force, and so the Mandos can use all of it, and then he hucks lightsabers and just like pulls people off of terrain and lets them fall and. Um, I think he's I think he's really solid in that build and I would I would actually support Dizzard in this argument. Yes. But that team right now I would put easily in the conversation for the strongest release team. Um and, and right. if I had to just like make a quick hot take right now, I would say might actually be like the team to beat. Currently. Until next yes. month. Before we're talking about like Luminara releasing and that kind yeah. of stuff. So, uh, but coffee 
Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you, you take okay. this. I was like, coffee, coffee said, Dizzard beat seven-man local meta. Mostly unpainted <laughs> father and son starting to play. Malasoka is apparently top tier now. Um, to be completely honest, you're not wrong, which is actually really cool to see. Uh, the, the event was mostly like seven people, sort of myself, uh, a couple of people from the MCP community, and um, there was a father with a son there, which is really cool. I got to play both of them, actually. Um and then somebody else who obviously like had quite a few games under their belt, um, who was my last opponent. And what's funny is, I mean, you're not <laughs> even, you're not wrong. even with him having a whole bunch yeah. of games. No, I, I definitely had I definitely had All like the most games. Um, <laughs> but uh, what's was really funny is that person was also playing all Mandos, but they were playing a, a Saj, uh, Ahsoka. Um, which is interesting. Oh, and I do yeah, think Asajj Ahsoka is really yeah. good. Yeah, but it. It feels so tight on force that I just don't feel like you can kind of do all the things and you have to make weird sacrifices. That's, yes. That was my issue when I came around to it. Um, Maul definitely helps out on that front because he just basically says, I don't need force. <laughs> ah, um, that, that, I think, is, is what he's really bringing to the table. And that, yeah. so like, I do think that there's, I've, I think it's really great how we've gone kind of like, not like full circle or even around the horn on this, but like, I I tooted the Dooku horn for a long time, and I'm still tooting the Dooku horn, but I am Dooku. warmed to the possibility of an Obi-Wan top tier. Uh, just kind of like Obi-Wan doing amazing things, affecting the board. You have to like maybe build for both of those guys a lot. I think it's very interesting, though, that we have... I don't feel like we have been wrong. How about that? Yeah. I feel like what we've been doing is kind of walking around like the build-out as you like reach different layers of the onion and you're like, Oh wow, this is really strong. Wait, but this beats that. Oh wait. But if you move in on, on this territory, then, then that makes that less good. Oh, look at this. Now we, we're never, I mean, let's, let's be real. Let's, passive, I, I yeah. can say this in way less words than you are right now. Okay, good. What, Cause I kind of like, what, what, <laughs> what, what wins, what wins this game mobility and going towards points and survivability. Yep. I don't care about the damage you're putting out. I don't care about like yeah, but like average damage. I'll say that. Uh, but like it's more about mobility and shoves. This game is 100% mobility shoves, and that's really what wins the game. And what do Mandos do really, really well? They are very, very mobile. Gar, I think, has actually been very underrated, um, especially from I don't know. We haven't really talked about Gar all that much. Um, but Gar, man, Gar, especially in that last game where it was like my Gar versus his Gar. And in my first game, where it was Gar versus Gar, uh, Gar just MVP all freaking day. Um, Gar. So <laughs> just how many times you got to but, say Gar? Gar. Which one of the Mandalorians is the best pirate? Gar. It's like, it like nine uses of Gar in two sentences. I was just very impressed. Uh, but I, I actually am starting to warm to the thought that. Like I do think a bow is more beneficial than Gar if you're playing all Mandos, but I just think you just play Gar over Django still. There was a time where I was trying to do Django over Gar, and mm-hmm. Gar's output is just insane. He just controls points almost as well yeah. as Django, if not better. Like Django has diceless control, but Gar is typically like he's putting out hurt and control, where Django's just like I'm a scenario player. Um, so go ahead. I've really wanted Django say- for what that's worth. What I want to say about the initial round of releases is because I was initially like I wanted to look at them and see like hey I because nobody likes saying which one's best and worst and I I, I don't mind hot taking 
But where I'm at right now is each of them kind of have their advantaged role in in a in a team and they all have spots on the board that they don't like being or situations they don't like being in which is really interesting so i think if you play a particular character like gar or maul or whoever and you just don't get to see them in the right situation like when a when asage has to go first because you're like oh i pulled anakin and i i want to reserve anakin and then you pull asage and asage has to go first and stand in the middle um they kind of all have their have their spot where they like them um, and I agree with Coffee. Like, if I have to put somebody as the worst of all releases so far, it's Cody. I was gonna say Cody. I was gonna I was gonna interrupt but, you to say Cody. <laughs> especially with the especially with the primary. I just mean it. It does kind of impact Gar because if you if you see how Bo is playing and she's a little bit, you you often like want to go to the middle and take points and like yeah. Gar doesn't like being that quite as much. I know Dizzard, you and I have talked about this behind the scenes a little bit. Like, um. Gar like kind of wants to be on like one of the the further back points, sniping off people, and then being a little opportunistic and like grabbing points when it's yeah. a little bit easier for him. I mean, if I was if I was to describe like Gar, like what he wants to do, you and I came with like he's very opportunistic, like you just said, he's gonna be backline. But I think the thing that people miss with Gar is he is a monster in melee. Um, you get him up there with other Mandos nearby. He is a monster in melee. Like he's arguably better in melee than he is in range because cover don't matter anyways. Um, awesome output piece. Yeah, like guards. Awesome yeah, yeah guards is great. Uh, but that being said, again, it was just a small local event. Seven people showed up, um, and the first round was. How many of them did you make quit Shatterpoint? None of them. Um, everybody was actually really happy with how the event went, and um, first round was really really close. Um, actually, and this is the only round that I actually hit mission critical. Um, so like it was, it was struggle one. Uh, I ended up getting like my full momentum track and then finally was able to score a four and it was like done. Um, and then second struggle was like draw. And I was like, there's no way I'm winning this struggle. I was like, I'm just going to do whatever I can. And like struggle two was literally over in two activations, um, two activations each or one, one and a half, two for him, one for me. And then struggle three was exactly the same, but in my favor. Um, and then my second round um, was the the son of the guy I just beat. Um, <laughs> um, and my whole family right yeah. on the list. Uh, he, um, <laughs> it, I, I think the thing that he fell into the trap of was he just wanted to kill things. He just wanted to attrition. Um, he even like sacrificed going onto a point to um even up like the two for two type of thing um in order to just like get a shot and uh do stuff like that and I, I talked to him after the game i was like hey man like something's really to think about with this is this game's really strong with victory points and sometimes you gotta sacrifice that attack in order to get the vps because you want to like maintain that parity and then shoot your shot when you're going for that three-pointer or even that four-pointer um and he he seemed to understand it after we talked a little bit. Um, so hopefully it helped him out. I think he ended up going one and two that day, which is pretty cool. Um, and then my third opponent was the Asajj and Ahsoka. And that game was very, very, very uh, tight. And I think it came, it really did come down to, I had force when he didn't, so I could reserve when I needed to reserve um, to really be beneficial on the, the end of the game. Uh, because in reserve? 
No. Okay. That game actually, like, I, that game I probably reserved the least I've ever reserved. I kind of just adopted this mentality of I'm just going to go with who I draw and I'm going to save my force when I actually need it um, and just make the use out of what I can. Unless, like, this. So I, I'm kind of like taking this mindset of if I cannot either A, return with this activation, like return, vo- return points, or B, get a wound and be minus one. So it technically is kind of a return. Um, as long as it's not going to allow them to score out on their next activation. Um, then, yeah, unless you're okay with it, uh, like struggle too. Um, but at that point, I'm just like, I'm just not going to reserve them. Like, if I can actively have an active impact on the game state and either return score or an equivalent of return score, then I'm not going to reserve them. If I can't get that, then I reserve them. That's kind of the mentality I'm starting to take, and I feel a lot better about reserving. And I find that I'm doing it way less, um, and I'm finding better uses for characters. So I would, I would implore people to just try this out instead of just going like, oh, I don't think I need this right now. I'm going to reserve. Um, that's, that's my only concern with like the Obi Lumi list yeah. that I've played is that you, I wind up in situations where like I'm almost using the reserve like as like or instead of in lieu of other yeah. powers because I'm just like, well, I'm going to put this guy here and then, okay, now we're going to go with this guy instead of this guy and we're going to resolve it. And you got Obi-Wan bouncing around what he wants to do too uh coffee like, oh go ahead go ahead go ahead i was just gonna say um i feel like after playing multiple all of these different teams i feel like the republic team cares a whole lot more about reserving characters than the mando team does well, right? because like mandos are mandos, always relevant mandos yeah. you you almost can like just do a cool thing like with everyone yeah where republic kind of needs the right character in the right moment um i will say playing republic it feels a lot more like the primaries get to do really cool work, which doesn't happen nearly as much playing Mandos. But I, I know it's going to happen with Inquisitors a bit too. Sorry, not to interrupt yeah. you completely, but go ahead. Um, I just wanted to share, like, I got to kind of, like, live one of the Anakin dreams. Like, Anakin was always doing Anakin stuff, but game two, he was, like, in the middle of the board, and I was, like, looking at the board, I was, like, I just helped my opponent so that I didn't, like, auto-win, and he was able to, like, take... Um, take a key spot that like got him back got him back in the game and i was like okay um i need to score four vps or i need to move the struggle four spots and gain a momentum to win this round now because i because i helped him take the spot where he would double score and i was like cody Mm-mm. Cody can't oh. do anything. <laughs> Cody, you go here. Reserve, Shatterpoint, Anakin, walk, hop, murder, Asage. You know, had took two attacks, takes the point, scores four, moves the struggle, and it was just like Anakin shutting shit down. And so I know Ken <clears throat> will appreciate the Anakin moments. Um, my second round opponent, um, he was playing Anakin Obi, and his Anakin had one activation. Where he needed to do two damage to Bo and he failed. What? How? Over two attacks. How do you even do that? Because it happens. Because it happens. Dice, <laughs> dice, dice, man. Dude, my aunt, like, even when Anakin's not rolling well, it still feels like he does five damage. I know, which is crazy. Because like he did that, and I was like, I feel so bad for you right now. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> like, like, as he's it. like, oh. No, it hurts. It hurts. It does. It does. Like both like, sides of that. It feels so good when Anakin wins. But the thing it is, is like the terrible. kid was the kid was like having such a blast. though. like you could tell he was enjoying the game. 
Um, which, like, honestly, like, this is something I, I do think is actually super crazy to to think about. Is you go to like an MCP tournament and it's, or you see a 40k tournament or any of these, everybody's like at that tournament just looks like a sweaty tryhard. I ain't gonna lie. Like everybody's like leaning in on the table, super focused. This, this event. <laughs> no, tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. Like, I swear every like MCP event, even if people say like Twitch they're there to have fun. All tell Blizzard he's wrong right wow, now. Okay. That would be glorious. <laughs> but like oh, Blizzard, you're wrong. Like, wow. But like wow. this this entire event, like the entire time you could hear people saying, Wow, that was so cool or like wow, like like I can't believe that happened and like laughing and it really like, it sounded like like you walk into the room and you could tell everybody was having fun. That's good. Star Wars. But I'm, I, but, I'm, I'm all here for that. But I haven't, I haven't felt that with MCP. Like, I haven't like, like in a long time. Uh, I think MCP is a pretty fun, casual game for most of the people who play it. That's fair. Uh, but let's not talk too much about that. I want to say, Coffee oh, said, "Reserve, <laughs> reserve, reserve equals a one force ability on your unit." I don't disagree. Just it's just a one force yeah. ability that every every character has. Um, and and, and it goes the public wants economy. to use it a lot more. Wants to use yeah. it a lot more. So uh, let's go ahead and jump into our segue of Chamber of Judgment and talk about, um, God, Mission Critical. That's uh, God. I could Mission not think critical. of it. You uh, changed it. I know. I mean, he had a whole plan, and you wanted to change it to Mission I know. Critical. So, well, I, so you, you so remember what you want to talk about. I think the biggest sure. thing here that I wanted to hit on is because I was very, 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 very like Mission Critical. Like this looks terrible. This looks like it's going to make. So many feels bad moments. It's going to be so favored on one person. And playing this event two times. There was one person who his first game playing Shatterpoint was round one. And Dude, respect. Ev- what, do you yeah. know what your name was? It's uh, Minion. He plays MCP a lot. So Minion? Yep. Hey, props to you, man. That is the way to start. Like, go to an event, play your first game in an event, respect. You're my yeah. bro. Yeah, that's, uh, that's my mo. So good on this guy. I'm I'm here for that. But uh, he uh, not he, but like I asked everybody at the end. I was like, can I get like everybody's thoughts on Mission Critical? Because my biggest, so my theme right. personally is so me. I don't really have any opinions on Mission Critical because I I only reached Mission Critical one game, um, and that was literally for like two to five minutes on Struggle Three, uh, in my first game. That was the only game that I reached Mission Critical. So I don't have any true opinions on it that I would like to say, but I asked and everybody said it felt fine. Like every said that they felt like it was actually really good, really fair and balanced. And all it really did was just hit fast forward. Um, it didn't make it seem like one person was getting more than the other. It didn't make it seem like one person was advantaged real quick. Like, what is mission critical? Oh yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, mission critical. So basically at at a Shatterpoint event, you're going to get a hour and a half, so 90-minute round timer. Uh, so you get, you get two-hour round timer. But basically, the best way to do this is going to be put 90 minutes on the clock. Once those 90 minutes are up, uh, your TO will announce mission critical to where you put 30 minutes on the clock. In that 30 minutes, every time you the active player ends their turn, starting once mission critical starts gets to add an ex- add a momentum to their track for mission critical. So let's say you're in mission critical, I get a wound and I didn't pull the score over. I am now getting three momentum off of that turn, which is arguably huge. Like that's momentous. Ha. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> momentous. What happens when Ooh. you get to like the end of the momentum train? 
you, that's it. Like you, you can't get any yeah. more momentum. Yeah, you uh, can't move the momentum to zero. So it's I, just I feel like Mission one. Critical really. I so I'd love to hear Omnis's thoughts on this because he's played equal terms with everything. I have paid attention to Mission Critical, but I have not paid like I haven't played in an event where I'm like, all right, Mission Critical actually is, is happening or happened. I'm like, okay, this game's gone about you know we're about ninety minutes in now. This would be mission critical. What would that look like? And so I just start, you know, trying to pay attention to what that would do to the scoring. And in my experience, it would advantage the Republic player far more often than not, because I find that, at least in my games with Republic, we're playing a lot of the game on my side of the scoreboard, which means my opponent winds up dazing my characters, filling their side with momentum, and also getting momentum for not pulling it all the way back onto their side. And so I've been in a hand, far more than a handful of games now, and I've seen a handful more where this is the play pattern. Gar has a lot of good ways to score. Sorry, my Gar is Galactic Army of the Republic. That's that's a holdover <laughs> from playing Legion. So it's just it's just Republic when I say that. It's not Gar, the Amazing Mandalorian. Anyway, I feel like I wind up playing on my side of the scoreboard while my opponent gets a lot of momentum on theirs. Which would mean that, like, once we get into a mission critical time, I am only benefiting from that. Like, if yeah. the momentum board's like full, and we're playing between four and one on mine, it is literally just a matter of time before mission critical means. So that was that was my biggest concern is like one person is going to be super heavily favored in this, and to be completely honest, all it really does is it it just hits fast forward. It doesn't actually impact like too much to the point of where it's like it changed who was going oh, to win this and game. And that's fair. Because in those games, I feel like I, I've i come out on top more often than I haven't. Yeah. Because it's literally we're playing on my side of the board. And so it's like once the momentum is full, if you can't get it all the way back onto yours, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get a daze. I'm going to do something and it's going to get a momentum on mine. But and I'll score again at the same you time. You also, also got to think is the more momentum you have, like yes, the, short, the, the typically like the more easier it is for you to pull it over. But you're also making that track shorter and shorter and mm-hmm. shorter. Oh yeah. So in all reality, when you're looking at the struggle counter and like what's going on within the game, like yes, both players are getting momentum. It's going on like this. But in all reality, it's still always the same throughout the entire game of what you need to close it out. Like you like if it's that like makes sense. Penny. Well it's like one of those. So penny what, sort of what I will say is there almost every game that I've played there has been a point where one person is one point away from winning the struggle. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then there's the potential to swing it back the other direction. And I've had a fair amount of games where, you know, maybe it's struggle too, where my opponent starts off advantage and then they get really close, but I'm able to kind of take advantage of like the momentum that I've gained in the process and eventually swing it back my direction. And so I will say there are going to be some games where one momentum movement ends oh, yeah. the game. Right, like I agree, especially because that is going to happen. But it's going to be that for the person who's winning in that moment, yeah. Which probably is fine. Like if a game is running close to time, it just means that person's really close to winning, just barely hasn't gotten it. it. Like it's going to be sad when that happens, and it's like, oh, this person got like really lucky in you know struggle three, and they like they got they got the double on their side multiple times and I never got it on my side. And then they're like one away from winning and then mission critical makes it. So they win. Like sure. That game is not going to feel great, but let's, yeah. let's, you can I, also I, play faster. Yeah. Well, it's not just that though. It's like, you look at everything you just said 
and it comes back to what I've been saying with you guys offline. And it's like, where was the mistake that you made that set up that situation? Right. Because in this game, like if you look at your here, hot take alert, right? If, <laughs> if, um, <laughs> if I, uh, look at like, Oh, I got a bad order pull. I got a bad priority roll. I got a bad struggle draw. Like, what did you do with that situation to make the best of it? Like, we go back to my round one game, right? Order or struggle two was absolutely miserable for me, and I lost it in two activations. So it's like, and I realized this as and this is, I guess, segueing into our main topic of today. But <laughs> I realized it. Um, like, I realized as soon as it was drawn, like, there's no way I win this struggle. What can I do to actually benefit my game state? And it was yep. take super commanders off the table. Uh, just remove this character. Let me let me go wound this guy and get so that way struggle three is easier for me. So doing something actionable for the struggle that you have a chance of winning, if you already realize you're not winning struggle two. Um, but I, I, I like to close out mission critical. Right, I that's a, that's, a, that's a position of privilege for what it's worth though. Because if you're if you're able to give up struggle two, that means you won struggle one. Yes. Or you're just like, I'm which, ready to go, like, pound a beer in the parking lot. Which, which uh, <laughs> this round oh, man. You mean man. a cast full of three white guys is talking about playing from a position of privilege? Wow. Hey, I don't know if you can say that. Um, man, after, after, man, after, like, when I was waiting for the other games to finish, I would, like, sit outside. Um, and there's this guy walking by, and he's, Man, eyes glossed over. And I was, I was like, oh man, here we go. And he started talking to me, and he's like, hey man, you want a, you want a shot? And pulled a little mini shooter from his back. Yeah, you want like, some, some body temperature vodka, brother? I was, I was <laughs> tell me you said yes. No, Please I was, tell me I was like, yes. I was like, I'm sorry, man. I'm, I'm, I'm. I told him I'm I was in like, the zone, my man. I'm playing miniatures games. What? Yeah, I basically I told him I was like, I don't, I don't, I don't drink, man. And he's like, oh, you broke my heart. You broke my heart, man. And then Todd came out That's of the how store. Padme died. I would take that serious. <laughs> and then, then Todd comes out and he starts asking Todd if Todd wants a shot. Oh, uh, it was good. Um, but I was like, I got, I got like an hour drive home. This is not a good idea. Um, so anyways, I, uh, I want a quick hot take, and I would yeah. say I think the number one thing that leads to someone losing a game right now is how they spend their force. I don't disagree with that, actually. You run out of options. You run out of force, you run out of options. You're, yeah, yeah when someone, like, when you're like, oh, I'm attacking Ahsoka, but you don't have the power to not so fast, like, or you you would win this game if you could just reserve, because you're just yep. activating the wrong character. Like, when you yeah. end up in these situations where you just cannot do the critical thing for your team, like, that. So, what I really hear you saying is, if you're not playing Maul, you're probably losing. Hey, I backed off on my mall hatred. I have an interjection. There are... Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> this game has a lot of five finger death punches in it. I hate that band. Right? No, no, it's not about wait, the band. Wait. Can you explain this reference? Five finger arts. death punch in reference. Uh, have you to seen Shatter Kill Bill? Bill? Have you seen Kill Bill? Yes, I just don't yeah. understand and, how this sorry, applies. And to volume two. And volume two. And volume two. Okay. The the the, yes, the five finger punch. Human. Right. Spoiler alert, like everybody. Cinematic adventures. There is a five-finger death punch in Kill Bill Volume 2. Uh, it applies like this. You ran out of force three turns ago. Now you pay the price. Yeah. You moved up. You, you split your clones on your second activation to send them at two different points to grab those two. And now it's the seventh activation of the game. Your clones are injured for uh, 
wounded for I don't know how long they're going to be wounded. And now I'm not contesting <laughs> either of these points that I had hoped to contest. I'm paying the price way down the line. Yeah, I got my Shatterpoint too early. I got my Obi-Wan too early. So like, there are things that can affect you in this game that are like, ow, ow. And you can try to recover from it, make a good tactical decision, and do something else. There are tons of times you're going to make a wrong mistake, and you're not necessarily going to see that that was an error until turns down the line. So you got to be looking back quite a lot. Well, I had a game where like my opponent, reser- like they drew Shatterpoint first thing. And they just immediately were like, too early for a shatter point, reserved it, shuffled it back in. And yeah. then later that game, they were on one force, and I needed to kill Ahsoka. And so that like that decision literally totally changed the oh. landscape of the game. I, I, I'm, like I said earlier, like I'm definitely cooling on how much I reserve stuff, even the shatter point card. Um, I, I'm a just... Mando's player, it's hard to take that with, like, it's easy to play Mando's and not reserve often yeah because if you're like i got my shatterpoint card i'm just gonna go super mandos they're gonna get something I mean, done fine. for yeah, me who cares, right like yeah I feel like, mandos, like you have you have like all the like b's right like yeah. some of us have to deal with like c's like 501st yeah. and you're like oh i got uh, some 501st here <laughs> when i play vader i got 501st man hey, they're not being yeah, shatterpointed I mean, and vader both shine so like, yeah i'm not you that is they are the tax you pay to bring <laughs> that piece yeah it's like it's, it's, it's like oh it's, 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 it's stand on it's, points it's cap, right? It's like you're bringing yeah, the points. Action first economy. Are fine. They're, three They're okay. Points, like... They're okay. Yeah. But just okay. like when your girlfriend or wife or significant other says, "Yeah, I'm fine," that's exactly how the five first fine is. No, they're I fine. No, they that. are. They're fine. No, they're fine. They're fine. For three They're points, warm bodies. They score points just like any other warm bodies on the board. They also pin, so they mess with your opponent's yeah. action economy. I can make a case for the final first. first the point about them is that they're just like. Uh, but anyways, back to um, the crucible of judgment here, whatever we call it. Push. They push. Chamber, chamber of judgment. Of judgment. I um, we probably should be wrapping up chamber. Uh, of yeah, that's what I've been trying to do. Uh, 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 do or do yeah, not? Was like try an hour ago. <laughs> uh, but basically, I think what it comes down to is, I think mission critical is actually good. Like cool. I was very down on it to begin with, and I told you guys like this, this is stupid. Um, but actually playing it and playing the event again, one person his first game was round one. Nobody in the entire event had to go to time. Um, mission critical stops you from having to go to time, and it didn't create any feels bad. So I'm for mission critical. Um, further analysis to continue. Mission That's critical great. is better than timing out. I agree. I, um, as a TO, I don't want to see games go past time. And as yeah. a competitively minded player, I don't want to be hurt by a guy who's I, slow. I, I also I also want to hear your guys' opinion on this. Cause I didn't realize this until I read the rules of the event because I ended up being the rules guy for the event. Um, <clears throat> oh, and you won. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I won. <laughs> um, do wanna, wait, do you want to save this for our new ending segment? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, okay, let's do that. That's, that's a good idea. Yeah. Just don't let me forget, because I will forget. Can somebody like send me a message in Discord or chat, or our crew chat? Because uh, I will forget. Um, anyways, let's go talk about the main topic, and that will be... There's a topic today? Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's, it's Shatterpoint, a right? It's the a main struggle. topic is Shatterpoint? It's a, it's a well, I don't know. Um, oh. <laughs> 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 All right, so today our main topic is going to be talking about struggles, um, some highlighted things is like 
let's just get into it. You know what? This is easier to do this yeah, way. Struggles. Um, yeah, it struggles. Or it's a struggle to talk about struggles. You know, um, I think the, the biggest thing to talk. It's, it's a struggle, struggle bus. I think. I think the biggest thing to point out here to start off with is points are incredibly important in this game, and a lot of times sacrificing attacks against VPs is absolutely worth it. I truly think this. I'm curious what your guys' thoughts are, but let me say I I think it, it's very situational, like we talked about earlier. If I can return or an equivalent of return, so if I need to score two to return, then I need to at a bare minimum get a wound and score one uh, at a minimum. Um, do you guys think that scoring VPs is more important than attacking this game? Sam, you want to go first? I mean, how do you win this game? Do you win by destroying all of your opponent's pieces, removing them all from the table, and ensuring that they had a terrible time playing the game? Or do you win on points? Correct me if I'm wrong, we win on points, right, guys? Like, that's that, that's how you win this game? Correct. Okay. That is correct. <laughs> All right, so, Blizzard um, is literally looks I, like he's double checking the rulebook. Do you do you win all points? points you oh. <laughs> oh no, there's nowhere I in mean, here that says you win by draining all of the life joy so out of your opponent. If, if, if you're the first player, wait, wait, wait. You know what's really funny is there is nothing in the rulebook. Nothing. There is literally nothing in the rulebook that says the game is over when you have no models remaining. There's no table option. It's just VPs. Dude, I feel like that should never. Happen. It should. It, it should never this. happen. How like, how? Really like, how? <laughs> how did you? How did you kill everybody? Like, they released Darth Bane, and he is broken as fuck. I could see the it. Only way. I might have missed it. Like I might have missed it, but I from I've read the rule book like probably ten times now at this point, and I have not. I don't remember seeing anything that says the game is over when all models are removed. So um, I will say, like. I, I mean, you guys know me. I am a score-first sort of player. Um, playing Republic, I did have a game where both myself and my opponent went really heavy into force in Struggle 1. And, like, before the Whoopsie. shuffle, we both were, like, out of force for our last two activations. Whoopsie. And And so I did have multiple activations over my last game where the clones could not get to any spot that would affect scoring. And so I was like, well, wait a minute. I could win this struggle right now if the clones with, like, the Cody reroll can, like, finish off Saxon, who's been softened up. And so I made a, like, they did not move on to any points. They just went after Saxon, who also was not on a point. I just needed the momentum to end struggle one. Yeah. And so I have found a couple situations here and there where the right thing to do is to just go offensive. But that's that feels very few and far between. It's it's super it's super niche. Like like I said, like you you had an equivalent return though. Like you weren't just like taking a loss. It was a very much equivalent return. Yeah, I think you 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 have to a certain extent make a good decision out of every activation. If I'm like, what is the best thing that I can do with this particular activation? And yeah. sometimes that is that is attacking. Um, sometimes when you have nothing better to do, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or you have like a first or second position push, and you're like, okay, all right, this will work. <laughs> I I pushes think are good. Crazy talk. pushes are very good. Pushes are very, 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 very
pushes are where it's at, dog. That's yep, why so guard shove, is shove good. Is language, right? Isn't it? Shove, shove, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's go ahead and get into Omnis. You had a layout you wanted to break down for everybody, and this is how we're going to refer to everything from this point forward as far as we are the rogue support. Okay. So the only after we decided to do this, I did listen to Jay's podcast, Jedi's, and they did it the opposite way. Really? So, I know we're American here. We leave we read top left to bottom right. Top left to bottom right. That's how we read. Okay. That's right. So let me before because the listeners right now have no fucking idea what we're talking no. about. Um so if you imagine right now we're everyone's playing the same struggle, right? Nine spots. Imagine it like the pad on a phone, and it's one, two, three. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. So the three right in front of your deployment Top left. are seven, eight, nine. Dizzard. <laughs> shut up for a second. <laughs> Four, five, six across the middle, and then one, two, three are the ones that are directly in front of your opponent. Um, to kind of understand some layouts. Now, uh, I, I was putting all these down and kind of like trying to figure out which spots were the most advantageous um, as far as struggle one goes. Um, and I'm just curious, and so each of you guys answer this question real quick. What is the one spot that is never scoring in Struggle 2? Dizzard, do you know what it is? Five. Okay. The center Two point. pews? Yeah. So that is the first thing that you should take away, is that the center point, to a certain extent, is the least important of the scoring points in Struggle 1. Do not overcommit to the center um it is one that like almost any time if you have the option to go generate scoring on a different point besides the center in struggle one that is almost always advantageous now obviously if you can take the center with minimal investment right and then you have a person there who's fairly mobile who can then move on to any of the others that's still good but if you can if you end up with a situation where you kind of overcommit to the middle Yes. Who, who goes first? You 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 had your hand up, but I've oh, been smiling okay. for like two and a half minutes. Now you go ahead, though. I did, hand, I did the hand. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, but what if everybody who plays Shatterpoint listens to this cast and goes with this mindset, and nobody goes for the sinners? Now well, you can just get it for always, free. This is your plan, <laughs> Omnis. Like you're just. No, <laughs> I just said if you important. can take the middle with someone who's very mobile for or fifth brother investment. Shut your fifth brother mouth. <laughs> oh, and I actually think fifth brother would be the absolute wrong person to go out. No, you, you want him to. You want him to hop right. outskirts. Okay, let me see if yeah. I can change your mind on that. Because my personal perspective is that while I agree with you that the middle is the least important point that you can be at on the board going into in, into two, I would argue that it is still central. From the center point, you can go to any of the other points. So if you're in a place where you can overwhelm the center, you can actually spread out from there going forward. And that Fifth Brother being in a central location is also like a great place for him to be. I'm done. Okay, so uh, I'm gonna. Okay, so central points. If I am taking somebody, the man in Star Wars shirt. <laughs> if I if I am taking someone on a central point in Struggle One, they're going to be somebody who's incredibly mobile who could split away easily. Uh, I'm thinking Mandos. I'm thinking Ahsoka. I'm thinking Maul. I'm thinking not Obi, not um, Anakin. Arguably not Asajj because it's cheap. But basically, people who could get to the outskirts 
with like very ease of access. Mandos do it easy because they just they jump. They they have I mean, superior mobility. Obi jumps the same. Yeah, thing. you're not wrong, but I don't know. I, I I like I like I think committing Obi to the outskirts is just more beneficial for Circle One than Circle Two. Um, and like if if he's in the middle, he's also probably getting swarmed. I want him. Uh... Okay, so to defend my argument further, yep. <laughs> so two out of three of the struggle three cards put a scoring point on the middle. So we're talking about yep. spot four or spot six. So my argument is that if you're going to like heavily fight over a spot, it should probably be four or six. I agree. Because you could end up in a situation where if you fight really heavily over the center and then struggle two flips, you will like that point does not matter anymore at all. Mm -hmm. There is no point right now in struggle two where that point matters at all. But if you can start off in a controlling position on four and six, that can put you in a really strong position going into struggle two, where there's no way that they're going to start off with a two one advantage on you. Now, mind you, the third card, I, I don't know its name off the top of my head, but there is a card that puts everything kind of in the V shape where it's basically like you're scoring um, like one and three and then um, eight, right? And so there's nothing in the middle and you're my very kind of spread out. Um, but that whole card is just V shapes where it's just variations on the, on the V shape. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so two that are variations on the V shape and then one where it slides it off to the side. So we've been double cross is the one that slides it off to each side. Yeah. Um, and then so much for the element of surprise and we're going to need a new exit are the other two V shapes. Um, I don't know. I, I, I just think that I, I, I agree with you. The central is the most meaningless point. But I want to say, if you're going to commit somebody central, it needs to be somebody who can get to an outside point without an action. Which, Ahsoka, Maul, Mandos don't really count because they focus. Um, Medium well, like, as a good example, I wouldn't put, like, Magna Guard in the middle. I wouldn't right? put, I really put clones in the middle. Clones in the middle is a um, mistake. Well... I think most of the characters who have some way to, like, move... I mean, I I agree with you, but, like, I think Magna Guard are the best example of potentially someone who could struggle going into Struggle 2 because they they need someone else to activate to get that extra movement, whereas they otherwise just have an advance. I agree. They could be in kind of a a rough spot. And so I, I think when you start factoring in, like, probably not that many people are listening to the show right now and being like, hey... I've played this enough where I'm already thinking about what are my potential options and like, is there a combination on the board right now where if that card flips and they choose that one, I'm screwed. Mm-hmm. And like, uh, I had a game come up and like my opponent was about to pick the wrong one, right? And I was like, James, I, you should pick the other one because this one gives you two scoring points and even though I'm scoring that one I don't have a person on that point so I have to move someone there before I score anything and it was kind of like I was basically had no good spots going yeah. into that struggle and I, I think when you can set that up um, um, Brett Matt says he's always 7 steps. <laughs> Are they good steps? No. He's already played yeah. 27. He's, he's so far 
ahead of us. He's playing a whole different pack that has um, seven struggles and we're I, so far behind him. I think it's not even close. I, I agree. Alternate timelines. He's IG eighty eight right mad is already like calculating. I just like. I hope he plays Seps. I just feel like because also if yeah. you look at struggle, if you look at struggle one, right, you're always beneficial to go four and six. You you always are. Like, there's not a struggle one that I can think of right now that doesn't have four and six as an option. No, they all all of them have all of them have yeah. the middle line. So it's like if you like honestly, if you ignore central, but you don't you don't let your opponent know you're ignoring central. Um, you're probably going to end up winning like struggle one to be completely honest. If you just go for four and six, because they're not going to put just one person on the middle till they realize it. And then at that point, it's probably too late. Cause at that point you've probably already scored two rounds of three where they scored two. And that's probably a sign you're winning struggle one. Yeah. And I think if you can be controlling whatever's your back point, right? So in some, you know, in a, each of the struggles basically give you a spot where it's like yeah. seven is scoring, eight is scoring or nine is scoring. Right. Yes. And so you, you obviously want that one. Right. And you, if you score, four and six, you're probably going to win it. But I mean, it is also important. Like I would actually, instead of over committing to the center, I would say if you can go after your opponent's back point, that may be more beneficial than over committing to the middle. So especially if you have like, we got Dizzard over here who wants to talk about Maul and Ahsoka, but these super fast characters or like Rex, like let's not forget Rex. Rex can dash, move, dash. I'm like prime for the pump. I, I was going to say Bo is like one of the best people for this because she sneakily is so freaking fast. And that, you know, dash, her. that dash off of the focus is so strong. Yeah. yeah I mean, I, I think she and Django might yeah. be like up there for fastest. Because they got the jumps. The, the biggest thing is they got yeah. the jumps. Um, it, like, and they can both do it twice. Yes. Uh, and Asajj. Asajj is up there too. Yeah. Um, Asajj, Rex, Django, Bo. Yeah. I, I, no, I, I, Asajj, Rex Django, jump. Bo, Rex doesn't jump. So Rex can get Rex around. Rex can dash he, he, himself. He enables your stuff. And advance. Yeah. But, okay. And okay, so that's, that's, that is, that's an advance, advance, but there's no jump. Asajj. He does not have a jump. Yeah. In so Asajj can take the same distance. amount of distance, but has jump. Bo can yeah. take the same amount of distance, but has jump. And Django can take the same amount of distance, but has jump. And I don't. But when you're trying to like cross the board, I think it's. I think it's pretty reasonable to. Oh, grievous. Um, to find interesting spots to climb, like when you're yeah. making that many movements, you can probably find a reasonable. Climb you can, yeah. somewhere in there. Yeah. As long as as, scales, as long as there is like decent ladder placement. Um, but let's. I think it's time we go ahead and get into our next point of this. And that is, what are some signs to identify who is going to win Struggle 1? And we kind of alluded to it a little bit already. And if you have a moment where you have a score that your opponent cannot return, or you can't return your opponent's score, that is almost immediately starting to set the stage for Struggle 1. Um, that first moment of who returns, and or whoever sets the score to 3, and you can't return 3. Oh, Gizzard, I'm going yeah. to interrupt you for a second. Yeah, yeah, Do you ahead. mind if I talk Struggle 3 for just... This is going to be shorter okay. um, before yeah, we ahead. move on. Um, so I was just noticing in Struggle 3, so if you're if you're looking at your scoring, um, Spot 3 is never going to score you in Struggle 3. 
so your bottom right. Yeah. And then and so the the opposite on your opponent's side, um, which ends up being so three and seven, um, essentially. Um, and then center actually becomes very valuable in struggle three. So it is like if you kind of keep in your mind of like potentially moving back to struggle three at some point, it's the only one that has four yeah. out of six. Well, I mean, it's center never most likely to go <laughs> uh, Well, it's like it's very much like struggle one is spread, struggle two is outskirts, struggle three is in, um, and it very much forces you into these positions. Um, yeah, I still contest four and six most valuable spots. I, I agree. You take them. Mm-hmm. You can move back to three really yes. easily, you know, or move but back to five not, in not, struggle three. But not only that, but, like, if you take four and six, you're typically a dash and an advance away to where you can still make an attack to you on that point. Um, yeah. So you, if you focus on four and six in your home point, you more than likely, by the time you get to struggle three, if you haven't peeled away for some reason, um, you can more than likely action your opponent's home point. On struggle three, which is huge. Okay, so this is the case I'm going to make for the center point. Okay, I'm all ears. The center point is not something that you want to overcommit to, but if you do overcommit to it, and your opponent bites, so if you can throw, multiple... you're saying if both players overcommit. No, 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 yes. no, no, no. I'm saying that if I put two highly mobile pieces on the center point, <laughs> leave, <laughs> and my opponent makes the mistake of trying to contest that center point, I create a long-term winning situation, which I feel like echoes what you guys are saying. Because you're saying, hey, this point is not very important. My point is that if you can maintain a presence at or around the center, you can continue to leave your units positioned in a place that will threaten the center. You have a lot more options going into things. And so... We are going to touch on, if we haven't already, because I think we have, you won struggle one, you kind of give up struggle two, unless it's like breaking your way and obvious, and then you are starting to game plan for struggle three. Yeah. So so with all of that in mind, my only point is pay attention to the center being a place to like come back to and to like centrally position your unit so that they have easy access to the center because a move to the center gives you more opportune movements to other places on the board because the center is where you can, you can branch out from. So even if it's not the scoring place, I will concede if you are going into this with a plan of kind of sort of conceding struggle two, then I don't think you should do that for what it's worth, but yeah. But I think if you're, if you're kind of playing from the position of, I I am going to like win struggle one and then I'm going to expect that struggle two is going to be hard. And maybe if I figure out a way to win, then I win. Then like, I would concede that in that situation, maybe you do put a little bit more emphasis on the center. I was approaching this directly from the perspective of if you want to win struggle one and then win struggle two, I feel like this helps you and overcommitting to the center hurts you in that plan. I I don't think that you should overcommit to the center. So I, I have played chess. I played a fair amount of chess. I'm not a great chess player. I like to I've throw very random chess, elements, and I'm sure I'm an awful chess player. <laughs> I like the random elements of these miniature games that I play instead yeah. of playing chess. But I think that there is a lot that chess offers to people who are playing miniature war games because it's a strategy game. And so one of the 
major points of chess that I have, you know, correctly or incorrectly absorbed is that the middle is very important. Overcommitting to the middle is as much of a mistake as any other mistake you can make in the game. But controlling the middle gives you incredible options to dictate the rest of the game. And I do tend to approach my, my miniatures games like that. Now, not everything has this great, you know, keypad layout. Right, so right now this is the only yeah. mission we, we have. We could have another struggle that's going to totally change all of this. Absolutely, right? like this is just talking about this mm-hmm. struggle. Right, I will like I'm going to drop a hot take here. I'm going to say, if you are putting more than one unit on the center in struggle one, and you are not just conceding struggle two, I would call that a mistake. Maybe not everyone agrees with me, and that's fine. That is my current feelings on the matter. I think that terrain and like the pieces that you brought to the game have as much bearing on that decision making process as just a general approach. So you can that's approach that from fair. turn zero. Yeah, right? I think if you approach from turn zero and that's your whole thing, like good, yeah, awesome. Like that's that's a whole yeah. like you, at that point you're dizzard walking into a seven man tournament and being like, I have more <laughs> games in this entire room under my belt. <laughs> Like, I'm just saying, like, at that point, you're thinking about the game in ways that are going to give you an advantage in the game, and that's that's huge. Coffee said what I was just about to say anyway, is I do feel like this may not apply to every... As someone who's playing everything right now, and I can, like, yeah, adjust fair. my strategy, it's a little bit different, where I'm like, okay, with this in mind, what do I want to play? If you're trying to play Galactic Republic... I feel like you are going to have to make some concessions around the terrain regardless. And yeah. I think Coffee is right that Galactic Republic benefits a little bit more than the others from like having the middle. Because like Cody in the middle is probably the only spot where I don't hate him. I don't even play Cody, but I, I see I, the point of it. <laughs> you have Padme. You, you, have, you have Ahsoka. You have Padawan Ahsoka. Like, I mean, it only matters for another month, right? But yeah. Thanks. Um, all right. Are we ready to get into what are some signs to identify who's going to win struggle one? Please. All right. Dizzard so at his tournament with all noobs, all noobs. Um, I mean, there was one guy that was like, not a noob. I know I'm being hyperbolic. Oh, I'm trying to be wild. <laughs> We're podcasters. Everything we say is hyperbolic. Omnis, how many tournaments did you win last weekend? 300. All of the ones I played in my mind. Ah, but none in real life, right? Because that's how many I won last weekend. Dude, my mind is in real life. Like, it exists. Okay. It's not in the Matrix. You're kind of defeating the point of what I'm doing here, which is to make that, like, (laughs) Dizzard is the the butt of our jokes because this guy, like, went out and, like, produced. Crushed. So now we're just like. (laughs) Yeah, I mean. I went in there. Oh man! A tournament so far. They, uh, Wizards at, is the only one on this podcast at, that has won a tournament so far. At the at right the end of it, at the end of it, there they were is. like, "Are we going to do this every single month?" And they're like, "We can just do it at the end of um, July, so that way we got Vader and Grand Inquisitor and all that." I was like, "Yeah, I'm not coming and crush you guys all with Vader." And everyone's kind of like, "Oh." <laughs> <laughs> you literally said that to them after yeah. crushing them, <laughs> man. I remember you when you were like, "No, nobody quit Shatterpoint," and now I'm like, "Wait." Everybody just quit Shadow <laughs> Nobody shows up to the next event after Vader comes out. Uh, like, Alright. Uh, so what are some signs to identify who's gonna win struggle one? I think the moment you don't the person like somebody doesn't return score um is a good indication Wait, of what do you mean by return score? So I score three and you have no way to come back at three. 
So I end up getting that leg. So let's say I score three and a wound. And the most you can do on your next turn is score two and a wound. And no so that wound. puts and that oh so, and no wound. I think it's like I think it's a two point deficit is where you start to realize he's gonna win. I don't think the one point deficit really matters as much as the two point deficit. As soon as that two point deficit is scored, it's very much starting to seal the deal. And if your I'm opponent not even looking at momentum for what that's worth. I'm not even looking at momentum yeah. until until they can swing it back onto their side of the board. Or really, if you really want to get down to simple, dirty, like whoever gets down to, I need four to score first. That, that's that's that's, I mean, that's very, that very, very fair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I feel like I'm on the other side of this conversation completely because I see points. And I'm like, ooh, they got a big spike. That's great. So that means I can now stall it on their side of the board on like one two for multiple activations and then gain multiple momentum before I make the big swing back to my side. So they've gained no momentum. Like, I think it's I a game plan. I don't I'm agree sure. with that at all. Dizzard. Okay. I, so I think that that does not indicate it in the slightest, but what, but then what, what, what indicates who's going to win struggle one to you? How can you identify it? There you go. Yeah. Boom. Topic. That is the much harder question. And I think it's, it, I think it's going to end up being more subtle in the sense of, you have to look at some of the initial activations yeah. where people are going and like how easily are you going to be able to counter those plays and like i think a big part of it is is like 4 and 6 right like yeah. what are those going to look like how quickly does someone get there and how quickly does someone take up the space i sometimes you'll have a 4 and a 6 and then there's only so much landing zone i yeah. was arguing on our discord that i don't like having a four or a six especially but almost anywhere where there's just like this one piece of like extended third elevation but i i love that because i play sliver. them all man like i love Reeves it he's gonna aggravate some people when he comes he, out he'll he's take a whole spot fits there right i, I don't aggravate like, the grievous player but, and you're like well no, you beat me to but, it but that's where he that's where no 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 no, land no. On some but that's where the beauty of premiere is is you're gonna be like one of your lists of four should have a solution to getting somebody off of that point. Sure. But I mean like that's like we are we are like three D chess like We are three D chess. We're we're eight D chess kung fu, right? We're, like like we're what are you chess. doing there? Like to be like, oh he's got Grievous. So that means I have to get somebody who can be there before him or I'm just gonna bring my own Grievous. No, I can't bring my own Grievous. No 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 it's not necessarily <laughs> no no not necessarily <laughs> that. It's, no no simpler than that. It's very much look at the board and you see that there's gonna be one of these pieces, these towers from the core set that has a point on it. Yeah. I need to bring somebody in this game who is going to be able to pull somebody off of that point. Agreed. Whether that be Maul, Django, uh, or even I take Grievous to block the point and make be rude. Um, I, 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 I think... I don't to be like, I'm going to bring this for a second of that. Here. Like, I think <laughs> yeah. you are coming at this from the perspective... Like, I'm playing right now, like This is very weird for me to be the person who's kind of playing everything. And then we've got a Mando's player, basically, and a Galactic Republic player, right? Yeah. Who kind yeah, of have mall both focuses. You have a Maul Maul. Maul. But Maul basically means Mandos, because if you're not playing For Mandos, now. Maul sucks. Um, wow. Wow. He, I he really wish right now I had the hot take that we have for Rogue Agents. I, I feel like all the all the all the progress that you guys made, like coming together <laughs> about Maul, was just like completely trashed in that one Maul in Separatist is not good. <laughs> Maul in Galactic Republic, also not good. <laughs> Maul is always good. 
Have you are you playing Maul with anything other than commandos? You can play Maul with like an entire Republic squad instead of Annie and feel fine. Django. <laughs> and, and you just brother? said you don't like Django anymore, and Gar is better. No, okay, I said so Gar I like is comparable. Django and fifth brother, like that's okay. that's yeah, actually Django, like Django, Django and brother are really good. Anyway, I'm incredibly my, my, scared of that. Yeah, backing off from my hot taking for just a second, my my point that that's I was trying to make right there. That's, was, our, that's probably our first actual meta, like yeah. BS squad. Gi Django fifth brother. I'm calling it right now. My. The point that I was trying to make was that if you're approaching how you are playing it from the perspective of an individual team, fuck on this. (laughs) I don't have to contribute. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, I'm listening. I'm I'm sorry, Joel. I'm sorry. I've done. I made my point. Those who are listening are listening. The people heard it. The people people heard you. No, but I. I, We didn't. Yeah, you guys didn't. No, no, I, I heard you. I heard you. I heard you. Oh, sorry. You have to play polls to like play my strategy. Then yes, of course, to play your strategy, you have to have all the polls. Do you think Finger Guns is over here going like Galactic Republic isn't good because I'm not playing Maul or Jenga? No, no, no. I disagree. Fucking great with his team. No, because Obi's freaking nuts. Obi might be. Obi. I'm not gonna lie. Hot take. Hot I take alert. Just, I told you this is gonna be. I told you this is gonna be a hot episode, and you you doubted me, and we've made. This I did. A hot I did. Episode. I doubted you. I doubted you. I um, we number one, I I, I I I ain't gonna lie. Like I 100% think Obi is the best primary that is currently out. Well, he's the only. He's he's one of like five I've played with. So <laughs> I can tell you of the five that I've played with, the one game I played with. I mean, Amos has played everything. I, I was like, I. I really, this game is so much harder without Obi Wan. <laughs> the launching status is otherwise. Um, also, Coffee Time you're says. To play Republic without Obi Wan, you're, you're wrong. You're wrong. You're, yeah, like, I, I, I'm not very much Obi-Wan of a person. Kind of makes Republic function. I played any uh, But I'm calming was, down on my opinion that but... he's the best. I am not one to say you shouldn't do that, but if you're playing Galactic Republic, you should be playing Obi. Yeah, like, 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 like absolutely. Obi is what I makes mean, them work. Come on. Hello there. So uncivilized. No, he's just so fucking good. Like, he's just fucking good. He's like, just good. Would you not want to play Obi-Wan? I have to spend it before <laughs> I see that they have failures, and then I spend one to gain a hunker, and then they don't oh, take three damage. Oh, and, and guess what? Who guess cares? what? Guess what? You got a hunker. When, when Vader comes out, he can roll fucking 13 dice and guarantee a tree. Like... Anyways, I digress. What the fuck does that have to do with what we're talking about? I don't know. Vader's very good good with Obi. Um, But identifying struggle one, I don't really know. Like, because you brought up a very good point where it's like, do I really identify when struggle one's going to end and when, like, like, can you really tell? And I feel like when you can tell, it's probably too late. And, like, you can start to make adjustments if you're on the losing side. But do those adjustments really matter? And I think your whole philosophy of four and six is the big key here. And that is if I focus four and six with the most of my team and then minimally, minimally, um, God words, commit, uh, minimally commit to the central, <laughs> um, then, uh, then I'm, I'm better just set up for the rest of the game in general. 
Uh, especially if my pieces that are central are mobile enough to be able to get out and then back in when when it matters. Um, yeah, because it's like it's so spread out after struggle one. This, um, but this like, this is two into three here, right? So like that's the same map. Like that's like Pam Beasley is like this is the same picture. <laughs> so what you guys are saying is not wrong. Absolutely. No. Right? Because you're, I, you're, we're literally I, like taking one point and making it yeah. slightly more central. Which which honestly, if it comes down to it and we're like we're we're looking at this as like struggle analysis, um four yeah. and like I, I, I actually I one hundred percent agree with Ominous. Four and six are the most pivotal points of the game for probably struggle one and struggle two, which is three two thirds of the game, almost three quarters of the game. Um so, my only point is, if you stay central, points. you have access to all these points. Not like if you're this, not this, if you're this no. pairing right here. This this is this is the pairing I'm talking about. Yeah, going from one of these into the other is okay. Is but one of those moments. okay, so, so let's is, say sorry, for, for the people, blast your way out, and so much for the element of surprise. Okay, so, so you're, let's you're going from let's say I commit magna like like Omna said, seven. I commit magna guard central, like. What I are they doing? Struggle the two. Models you choose. Why are you? It is, how, because it is. Because it is. It's one hundred percent. It's about the models you choose. High mobility units. Okay. To force a central point. Okay. <laughs> moral of the story <laughs> is: you can gangplay one way or gangplay the other. Moral of the story is: is can you actually tell at a reasonable point in time of the game who's going to win struggle one? And I think Omnis has convinced me you can't. One to two. I think you have one to two turns. And by one to two turns, I mean it is the start of your activation. Yeah, I, I'll agree with that. <laughs> Sorry, it, it is the end of your opponent's here. activation. Is it? So, are you there? Are you there? Coffee was commenting on the Anakin and Obi stats. Yeah, in uh, that's that's um, quantity of play. That's quantity. Um, of play. And I and I do want to. After playing all of them, I feel like playing Anakin and Obi is the hardest of the three builds. All saps, all mandos, all republic. I feel like it's way easier to make mistakes with Anakin Absolutely. and Obi's I am, squad. I am playing the game on hard mode. You're right. You're, you're X-Force. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't feel like it for what it's Will they just end up being the advanced force when you figure them out? But, like, especially playing with lots of terrain like I was, I felt like I was constantly solving a much harder puzzle than what I ever was playing Mandos or even Seps. Like, the amount of mobility yeah. and stuff um, that it was generated was very, very different. My my round three opponent had said playing like the all Mandos list is very much the most forgiving team you can play. Because it fixes Everybody's your good. because it fixes your mistakes and it capitalizes on your opponent's mistakes. It's all B pluses. Right? Yeah. Like you bring like the A minus primaries and you bring the B plus secondaries and supports. And now you're like well, it, it certainly helps place. that Bo is the best it character in out. Shatterpoint. Like, that does not hurt Mandos. Um, like, I can't tell you how many times having Bo... Bo is probably one you want central, because once she's mobile and two, she is, like, that range yeah, is, like, nuts. She's great. But Bo, is, Bo, you want central, because then she can impact on your four and six. But, anyways... Um, I definitely I, prefer my clones on the outside long, for what that's worth. I think as we're talking trying about to predict the long game in Shatterpoint is probably a mistake. I don't think you can be like, to a certain extent, going, I have already figured <laughs> every, out. Every game is a long game. <laughs> Wrong. But like, 
<laughs> no, I don't mean by like pace of the clock. I mean literally like it's all a long game. Like this is a very yeah. like forward thinking game. Yeah, there's five finger death punches where you made a mistake three turns ago and you realize it now. Ouch, that hurt. And it's also I'm going to win this struggle in two turns unless something drastically changes. Okay. But I think the point I'm trying to make is that sometimes it's just the the order that the activation stuff comes up. And like, say you have a long yeah. struggle one, Absolutely. right? Like, what comes up as your first card can be a huge difference. Like, I've certainly had games just end because Anakin comes up at the perfect time, yeah. right? And you're just like, oh, Anakin can just end shit right now. But nobody else on it's the list knock my could do that. Over and walk away. Anakin <laughs> coming up at the right time and rolling the right dice. Come on. All right, so I, I think we're all agreed. <laughs> I think. <laughs> Never had Anakin not deliver unless he can't make attacks. Like I, I think, or you just <laughs> I think that we are all in agreement here. Though is struggle one is you pretty much focus on struggle one until that pro- like you're within four or your opponent's within four of winning. You don't, yeah, you don't get a lot of notice, right? Because your notice is, oh, I can score out this turn. Yeah. Or it's, if he doesn't score three this turn, I can score out on my turn. Which I will say is the same. Now you can take like one turn back, and that's about as far as I think you can go. I think if you look and you see that your opponent got one away from winning the struggle, and you don't have anything significant that yeah. you can do, oh golly, yeah. then you just plan for the next struggle, yeah. right? Like, you move someone away from the center, right? Because you're yeah. going to try to win struggle, too. <laughs> there you go. Right? There you like, go. Yes. All right. You know? No, I, I agree. But you had now, someone maybe, there. Maybe, <laughs> maybe that's where you went wrong. <laughs> you're probably right. Um, maybe you can see that one turn before that, but I think that even that might be a little hard, or, like, it may be that you're like, hmm, my opponent's in an advantage position, and then you, and you just can't do anything significant, or, like, you go for something and it just fails. Like you're activating yeah. Maul and like he just doesn't push anyone. You try to pull someone off, but then they don't quite get off of the point, you know, and you're just like, okay, maybe at that, at that point, again, it's kind of too late. You're going to have one activation to kind of like maybe do something yeah. that shifts towards the next struggle. All right. Um, so let's go into the next struggle. Is is there a way to identify who is going to win or lose struggle two? My opponent, because I gave up on it. <laughs> If you want struggle one, sure. But if you give up on struggle two ah, because right. you I lost know, right? struggle one, yeah. Well, then it's time to just go pound beers in the parking lot. Like, but I, no, my, I, my, I don't know. I'm like, with you. I'm with I, you. I, I, and this this will come up later. But it's it's very much if I'm looking at struggle two, like I every time I swear when you flip that card and you look at where it's at and they choose A or B, like you know who's going to win struggle two. More like I would, okay. I would say, I would say, I would give it a, I would give it, I disagree. Okay, I'll agree with that statement. Currently in the game, with us all being fresh newbies, um, I would say it's honestly, if you lost struggle one, you are probably 70 30 to win struggle two. I don't think that's true. I, I do, I mean, but like, think about it though. Like, if you're on like, like, uh, maybe snake, if you overcommitted to the middle, snake three seven, right? So it's like, yeah. The, Right, you're you're in snake three seven or you're in snake one nine, right? And you had to overcommit to one of those side points that has now become. Pointless. Just don't commit. Just don't ever overcommit. Sure, but you four six. I, I I almost is right. Four six. Let's go four six all the way. Oh, sure. 
Well, so the other thing to think about here is it 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 impacts where you're at with the order deck, right? Yeah. Because sure. if you were like most of the way through struggle one or like struggle one finishes and you've got like one activation maybe left in the order deck yeah. and then you're going to have a total reshuffle, that reshuffle is huge. It is. Like, I, okay, I'm actually curious about that is I have been noticing more as of late in the early days. Sure. It doesn't matter, but like as of late, one month into the game, which is still early days. Um, one month into the game, I have noticed struggle one finishes with probably one more card left in the first shuffle, one maybe two, and if it's a really I find that yeah normal, yeah. And, and I would say the ab like if it's been like a real slugfest and a very much parody game to where you couldn't find the edge, then or your opponent couldn't find the edge then you're, like, into the first or second draw of uh, the next shuffle. But that's that's more rare, in my opinion. I think, more often than not, you're ending struggle one with, like, one card left. Or you yeah. literally just finished. Quite a lot. Do you, How do you guys feel about the random element? I don't think it... I, I really don't think it matters. I think that we need bonus points. I don't like the random element. The random element makes me go... There are games that I'm just my, going to straight lose, and there are games that I'm just going to straight win. My only complaint, on my only complaint is, I wish that there was a clause that said it cannot be the same point two turns in a row. I, what if that feels better? I'd like to see it so it's the one you flip. So, like, if it's an uncontested point, then you get a bonus point. Or if it was a contested point, or now it's yours, what? What if? Point. What if it was you turned the card, you rolled a die, and it was that same point for the rest of the struggle? God, that's no, interesting that's too. Um, I think like, <laughs> it could, it could be way <laughs> Yes, because now it's random yeah. for the game as opposed to random for right now. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, that could be. No, it sounds really painful. That's, that's the same. That's, uh, that's mission critical in my opinion. Yeah. We're, we're yeah. just hitting fast forward. <laughs> what you could do is you could do random, and then it moves in an order. Yeah. Right, like you, if you could have them numbered on the card, like one, two, three, then you random it to begin with, and then it moves down, and then just keeps resetting. Is that so? This is this mission, right? Like that's what mm-hmm. like this set of struggles is. So yeah, the okay. next mission that's pack may not have that rule. No, wrong, wrong, awesome. wrong. Oh, oh right. sorry, sorry. Yes, right. Uh, from oh, my yay. from my understanding, wrong, right, wrong, okay. right, right. Yeah, wrong, yes, wrong, yes. Wrong, okay, wrong, so I guess we probably should have talked about this. From my understanding, there was some wording that I was looking at the other day, and it almost made it seem like it'll always be the nine points. I mean, I think having nine points is smart, but I think it will... It makes it easy to set up. It's going to be a different nine points, for sure, because they don't want us marking mats. I don't think anything locks them into the same nine points, but I do think it's always going to be nine points, and I do think that... Like the the there really isn't that many other ways you could put it. It's just which ones are going to be active yeah. is what's going to be different. So the, the shifting priorities are. card is what says that you roll the die and get the extra Correct. scoring. Yes. So that may not exist in the other struggle pack. Correct. That might be this pack specifically, which was Finger Gun's question. To which Dizzard said was wrong, and then said was right, and then said was wrong, and then <laughs> said was right. <laughs> Shit, he's gone. We can do our thing. Oh. What's that beer level say? <laughs> Wait, I can probably read mine for what that's worth. I don't actually have a... 
unsatisfied with a life as a common quadruped, shunned yes. the world over for radical beliefs, banned from playing any wombat games, a young wombat set wombat forth on a journey games. of mastery and self-discovery that altered the course of their species for generations. This is or the way generations. of the mortal. This wombat. is the way it li- did. It, it literally, literally says this, this is the way. way. Oh my this god! This is the I way of it. the mortal wombat. You move it so it's not on the screen for <laughs> the actual Twitch. <laughs> I can't believe Dizzard missed that, and we what? cannot fill him in. What? No, it's nothing. Nothing happened. Nothing. We were totally no. silent the entire time while you were yeah, gone. We 30. talked about questions and gave no answers. No, I, I accidentally hit a button that marked a thing. Oh, That's all. okay. Ignore it. Oh. All right, um, but I, I definitely think like the more we've talked about this, the more it's like struggle one. It's hard to identify. Struggle two. Arguably, it's too easy to identify currently. This could absolutely change. Um, and then Struggle yeah, it's 3. either you can identify in Struggle 2, or the Crisis die will tell you yeah. who is going to win Struggle 2. All right, so now, I think to close this out, do you feel if you win Struggle 1, you're just set to win the game? No, but I wait, do Wait, so like is, this, wait, is this our final segment? This is... Yeah. yeah. We got to... Tell them about the segment then. Well, no, no, yeah, that's after this. No, 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 not yet. This sounds like the final segment. No, this is part of this is part of the struggle talk. Okay. So, if you were to win struggle one, do you think you're just set to win struggle two or win the game? No, but I'm driving. Yes. Ooh, ooh. I'm I'm actually ooh. with Sam. I say no. Nice. Nice. Um, and I'm gonna say real quick. <laughs> I actually asked everybody at the end of the event. And there was multiple cases where people won two and three. Yeah. Um, like it, like I don't, and I agree. I, I don't think if you win struggle one, you're just advantaged to win the game. Um, it was very even across the board of what happened. I think, honestly, I think, I think the, the dice gods will have to shit on me. Like I am the worst fucking thing ever. It's because you need to lose two and three in a row. It's because you hate them all. I've done it. The random, the random element in two feels a lot worse when you lose one, and now and your opponent's like, "What?" And you're like, "Oh, great, okay." So I picked the one that I thought was right, but then I didn't get it when I needed it. He was in a more advantageous position to come and swarm points that I thought that I could maintain. And it turns out that I can't, and now it's over, because it was the one point that they thought. But uh, coffee in the chat says mathematically your advantage. I just wanted to point this out. I just want to hear your thoughts. Sure. But coffee, go ahead and let me know why you say mathematically your advantage. Amos, what are your thoughts? Why do you say yes? You're more likely to win. So I think as soon as you are playing games from the person, like. When you first play, right, like, it's really easy to go into Struggle 2 and feel disadvantaged, Mm -hmm. right? We probably all played a game that felt that way. I think as you get experience, I think you can absolutely play the game in such a way where if you're at disadvantaged, it's not by much. And then when you start having a 45% chance, or even 40, if you have a 40% chance to win Struggle 2, and then at worst case, 50% to win Struggle 3, and that's... How That's are you determining not, those? These are just random numbers. I like. I'm just I saying. Like, <laughs> my point is, you're is not that, a betting man, <laughs> or you are actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
So you're saying that you basically say, I have, I think that I have this percentage to win the next struggle. I'm using it as in a hypothetical as in like, I've gone into a struggle too and felt like I'm fucked in this. Right. And like, felt like I was in a really bad position. And maybe if you assign a number to how bad I felt, maybe I felt like I had a 75% chance to lose it. Right. But then as you start kind of figuring out how you can play around going into struggle two and you can like choose to end struggle one at a point where you also get to like move yourself into a better position for struggle two and you start seizing that advantage a little bit better then suddenly it's not a 75 percent chance to lose maybe it's only 50 maybe it's only 60 like and then you start getting to the point where it's like pretty close to 50 percent then at that point i think the idea of losing struggle one and, like, if you win Struggle 1 and you felt like that was kind of lucky, like, I barely got through that, and that was a miraculous stroke of luck, then that's different. But when you, like, lock in Struggle 1, and you are then not in an awful position going into Struggle 2, man, I I just don't feel like I'm going to lose that many of those. I, I don't know, because I very much think that... Your Coffee, your I literally said that earlier in the yeah podcast. um your <laughs> opponent <laughs> your opponent could very easily just give you struggle two if they're one not can informed we, and two can I stop you yeah I stop? I'm gonna let, I'm gonna let you finish but why are <laughs> you stopping stop me <laughs> how many struggle ones did you win on Saturday I'm not gonna talk about that uh anyways <laughs> all <laughs> all of them um all right. Just but I, honestly, like so, let me, let's, let's, let's privilege. Let's look at that though. Is like every single so round one, I pop, boys, I took position of privilege. I really took a dive. Finger guns. Like I took a dive to win struggle one. I was like, I'm going to just sink these guys. Okay, that sentence doesn't even make sense. I took a dive to no, win no, no. struggle. As in, like I dove I, on the points. Yeah, I dove on the point. Not like yeah, took a dive. Don't like, say it like that. Okay, so I, I aggressively took advantage of the I and then aggressively won the I took a dive. That's like I lost so to win a bet. Basically what ended up happening, like the end of struggle one was Daredevil's I, game is took a dive. I uh, <laughs> <laughs> rushed. There you go, coffee time. Coffee time just uh, rushed. Uh, okay, I rushed. Um but no, I, I scored four to close out struggle one. Um scored four and got a wound. Uh, because it was like it needed to happen, um, and it was very much I, I I say die because I basically said I am sacrificing struggle two and all means of even having a chance on struggle two just to win struggle one, um, and sure enough he flipped struggle two and I was like I have no way of winning this struggle like as soon as it flipped I was like there's no fucking way, um, and then struggle three flipped and it was like there's no way he wins this struggle because I was like I immediately. Had a way to get a wound and four points on struggle three. So you were like, I'm going to abandon my seventh point and we're just going <laughs> to. Basically, yeah. Um, I, but it's, it's very much just like play the game, I guess. I don't. I, 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 like at the end of this, I felt really good coming into this topic. And at the end of it, I feel like we've just like. I feel like what you wanted to talk about in this episode and what I wanted to talk about in this We're very episode different. ended up being totally different. We talked about a lot, though. Um, I was here to make sure that we didn't talk about anything. That's true. 
Um, Sam's here to derail both of us. But I, don't know, I, I still think something like actually like worthwhile came out of this, and that really is struggle one, focus four and six. At the end of the day, that was probably my moral of the story. I think that's the don't moral of the story. And Sam is like, I don't. Two against one wins, Sam. I'm just saying center line. So you're saying four and six, and I'm saying don't ignore the middle. Yeah, four and six. You don't ignore them. Like no, you don't. Nobody all there, and you can take it with a mobile take piece. It. Take Fucking it. take it. Because that's gonna be that's gonna be that round. That, that's gonna be that that flip. That that's that pull that you're scoring for, and that closes out struggle one. That is that pull. I'm just saying, like, if you're at a point where like they have two units on there and you have three, something has gone awfully wrong in yeah. the game, and you should not be making those decisions. Um, my freaking first round. I think both of us had three units on the center struggle. See, this is what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. That's championship shatter point play right there. Top tables, but, bottom tables look the okay, same for but, completely different reasons. But no, but the but, the re- <laughs> but that's the thing though. It's like what was the reason for doing that was because I couldn't allow him to score that much, and he couldn't allow me to score that much. So we're fighting over in his wound for wound back to back. Um, so it's super fun. All right. Well, I think we should wrap up this segment and get to our announcement. Okay. Closing, so real quick. Cover, boys. Real quick. To close out this wild episode. Wild Omnis. Do you guys have anything to close out struggles? Um, my biggest point is I 100% agree with Omnis. Four and six are the most pivotal points as far as it comes to shifting priorities. My point has been clear. I feel no need to further emphasize it. Sam. If you don't like randomness, play chess. If you like randomness, play literally anything but chess, and you'll probably have a good time, including Shatterpoint, which you should definitely check out. But pay attention to principles from chess, like don't ignore the middle. All right, and with that, it's time for our big announcement. Um, (laughs) Number one. Our segment? What? Let's do the segment first, and then the announcement. Oh, shit, I forgot about the segment. All right, first of all, we have a dressing the council we have a new a new segment for the show called addressing the council how we're going to close out these shows and it's going to be basically where we ask each other questions or spoiler alert a patron will ask the question so we've done this all throughout all the episodes anyway where at random points during the show we all of a sudden are just like hey how do you guys feel about like do you do you reserve the shadow point card yes or no Blah, 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 blah. And then we each kind of like shotgun our answers and it just like interrupts the segment. And we just decided let's close out the show with this segment. Sam, are you okay? I'm still going to do that, but there is going to be an official segment. <laughs> All right, Amos, what do you, what do you, what do you want to address the council with this week? Oh shit. I, I have one and I specifically put it into our chat so yeah, that did. I would not forget what it is. It's probably buried And I now. opened up the chat because I was prepared because I knew I was not going to remember it. All right. So here's my question for, for the, for the squad, for the, for the squad, for the, uh, for this scum and villainous little crew of miscreants that have all No abandoned. greater hive. No greater hive. Um, yeah. No greater hive. You know, Obi-Wan abandons the Jedi and goes into hiding. Darth Maul abandons the Sith and goes into hiding. And Mando just doesn't give a fuck anyway. He does That's true. I stole some meat. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you did steal some meat. That's right. <laughs> Fucking thieving-ass Jedi. Steal babies and steal meat. What have you been drinking at night? I was hungry. I stole some meat. <laughs> the next is the question of the slightest. <laughs> All right, address the council, Omnis. What do we got? My question. 
My Tatooine map. Should I mark the nine spots? Yes or no? No. What do you guys think? No. It's too early. No. Too early? Yeah, because what if they come out with another map and it's like just slightly askewed, a slightly askewed square? Then you, look, that many then, you look, then you look stupid. No, I don't look stupid then. No, you look I mean, stupid. maybe down the road, like, when there's, like, four struggles, yeah. and then maybe I start feeling like there's too much. Honestly, like, I think the fact that you can literally set up a map for Shatterpoint in probably a minute because of how easy it is, because it's literally, it's just five and four. It's all it is. It's five and fours. Wait, 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 wait. No, like, so here's the thing, though. Like, when I'm setting up, especially, like, I've got two core sets yeah. plus two high Okay, so that's, that's my other point. Time, that's, I think it's like I would like to kind of see where the spots yeah. are so I could position like, oh, I want to position this spot where I can put it like right in the middle of this piece of terrain where sometimes I set everything up and then I'm like, I'm measuring. I'm like, oh, well, now the token's like half off this piece of terrain. I, OK, I gotta, how like, about this? Shuffle half the board. I think if you were to mark your mats, I would just put like a dot or an X, not a full circle. Um, what about a circle? But it's like a very light color. Like it's not that different than the mat. Because it's okay. faster. Sam, what do you think? Yes, no? I say no. I, I'm, I'm not doing it yet. Listeners, I'm not doing it yet. chat, tell me what you, like, tell me what you think. But anyway, that's the way we're going to do it. Like, it's not meant to be a shit ton of discussion. It's just going to be like, hey, what do you yes, guys no. think? Yes, yes no. no. I say, I say I half, like, do it, but I wouldn't do full circles. Dude, it's either circles or not doing it. Like, I'm not doing, like, little X's or dot. little dots or something. Dot. It's set up. I say don't do it. It's too easy in this game. Hard. I mean, coffee's got a reasonable answer. Wait till you see struggle yeah, two, and then decide. that's fair. Uh, my my biggest thing is there's so much terrain on this game that you're not going to see the dots anyways. Yeah, right. Like gonna... you're definitely like, most of the time this shit's going to be covered anyway. But it would just yeah. be kind of nice to see. But anyway, that's my. Does anyone else yeah. have a address the council for this episode? I, Dizzer, I just, you had one I earlier that we were supposed to remind you of. Process. Yeah, I completely forgot about it. So we, we everybody, everybody, everybody reminded me. So I had like three people message me, like literally three people DM me and said, "Hey, you have something to say at the end of the show," but with no reference to what I was talking about at that moment. You probably wanted to say that Omnis is both very intelligent and very pretty, and generally right, and you should pretty. listen to him. And his beard is excellent. That's probably what you wanted to address the council with. That seems about right. And sour monkeys yeah. are delicious. Um, That's so, perfect dessert, right there. All right, so um, addressing the council, I would say hmm. you don't have to come up with something. Like, okay, well, no, let's no, explain no, the I, Patreon I, thing, and then okay. we can address. The all right, so so first of all, uh, I guess third of all, fifth of all, whatever it is, uh, we are launching a Patreon because we are podcasters i guess that's what you do uh <laughs> no in all reality um pitch that strong dessert you're not wrong there has to be, um, it has to be this so in, in all reality it has to be it has to be this way all the cool emojis <laughs> all the cool gifts all that stuff no anyways um i don't know i i've always felt like content creators do definitely like we they, unless you're on this side of the fence you don't realize how much time goes into this stuff and i'm not really a sap for like saying hey support us keep the lights on because my lights are always going to be on um <laughs> Sam always turns his lights off, though. Like, but how much do we yet. have to contribute like, when, when to when keep the time his comes. lines on? But, um, but the the, the moral of the story is basically people always want to contribute. People always want to donate to pods, yeah. and they want to support content creators, which I've yeah. wholeheartedly 
enjoy. If you and don't know I what to do thankful. with your money or you want to give it to me, I am not going to turn you away. Um, and with yeah. that being said, we as the Rogue Support is are, are launching a Patreon. Uh, the biggest thing is, is we're only going to set it at one tier. You don't have to choose which tier you want or how much you have to support. It's just going to be one $5 tier, which gives you access to our super, super secret Discord channel. There's two of them, actually, and a voice channel. Um, and so that gives you access to that. It'll give you a perk of being able to voice a Ask the Council question. And... It'll give you access to at least one, but probably more, <laughs> bonus episodes per month. Um, and there's one other perk, wasn't there? No, what was it? Channel? You get, to get the hottest of hot takes from us in these patron channels. Cause we... Yes, one of the patrons. Oh, yeah. We call it, <laughs> the Rancor Pit. It the Rancor Pit. <laughs> and Dizzard made Those a stakes are emoji. Those stakes so are hot. That, <laughs> so that uh, you can... You can stick a Rancor emoji on it, which is meant to be like, your hot take is so hot, we are throwing you into the Rancor pit. I'm going then... to keep a spreadsheet that keeps track of yeah. how many of your hot takes got sent to the Rancor. Uh, oh. <laughs> like, it'll be pinned to the channel for everybody it. to watch. I've already yeah. dropped oh, a couple in there. I, I, need go, I need to go back and look. Um, and there was one other perk, but I can't really remember what it is. We'll give you something at some point, but it probably won't be through the mail. What was it? It was no, yeah, because we're we're terrible at that. <laughs> <laughs> we decided to do reasonable um, things, reasonable perks. But basically, that's what it is. Five dollars a month that'll get you bonus episodes, uh, addressing the council, access to the super super secret Discord channel category thing, and God, there's one more. What is it, Amos? I'm really drawing a blank on what this there's is. There's no more. Just, just come here, to, and if you get more, that's great, right? Also, one, like, one of one the main things was we thought it would be fun for the for the listeners to be able to like, oh, do you have a question that you want to like pose and like have it be oh. part of address the council? <laughs> That's why. And then That's we, why we will like answer it and be like, hey, this one. Um, and then the other one, because I remember what it is, is a that we out. are going to shout out <laughs> the super <to> simple, <laughs> the most simple. When the you easiest. when you become a patron, we are also going to shout you out. In All right. Show. So if you'd like to become a patron. Patreon, whatever you call those things. They are a patron. The um, site is Patreon. For for us, you're going to be a scoundrel. Um, so you get the cool title of scoundrel and our love and endearing hearts forever. And we are also launching a blog. And yes. so if you are a content creator, like you will want to write something for the blog, we are also going to automatically add you to the section. So you got to be a scoundrel. So even if you're like, you're like, hey, I do not like. I've got 17 kids. Wait, so if I'm a scoundrel, like, I get access to content? Just like more <laughs> content? Well, like I get my the blog is going to be for everyone. Have my beck yeah. and call. Wait, so that, I get that couples of this show. That couples, call, that couples into the second announcement, and that is we are launching the Rogue Support blog site thing. Um, could you sound a little less excited about that, Desert? Like, I spent a lot of time actually, on it. You just sounded so unhyped. You're like, that used to be guys, we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna also like launch a blog thing, and I think there's gonna be like some words on the. Anyways, I, about, that like, I have a background in web design. Star Next time, Wars just ask thing. me to do stuff. And Why didn't you tell me this? Like, I have no idea what I'm doing. I want to do it. <laughs> 
<laughs> I said, I'm just going to that you laid the foundation. I will come in. I will swoop in. And right. I will save you from all of this extra. I will, I will give you the login information <laughs> and you can make it look better. Because I'm not going to lie. Like, this is my first time ever doing anything WordPress related other than like just posting stuff to uh, across the Bifrost. Um, so it's rough. Uh, I won't deny that it is rough, and my about me is completely a joke. I, I kind of want to read it because it's actually really juicy. Mine, I'm really happy with mine. I'll, you didn't send it, it to it me. Brief words, 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 words. Oh, that, that's actually going to be yours. A legitimate one. Okay, no, let me. Read. I'll, I'll, I'll give you a real bio, but me, for now, I really do appreciate that. I want to. I want to read mine. Um, Ulysses, so like, Ulysses wrote his, and I was like, oh my god. Uh, okay, so about... He sounds professional. Yeah, he sounds professional. All right, so I want to read Ulysses' first, because Ulysses is he, joining he's us... He's read the bio before. He's, uh, <laughs> Ulysses is joining us, and he's going to be a blog writer for the site, and he already has an article up there, so I will be posting links for that in wherever you find your Star Wars Shatterpoint content. Um, but here is Ulysses' bio. Ulysses has played a wide variety of miniature games throughout the years. The main games that he has played competitively are War Machine, Infinity, Kill Team, and Marvel Crisis Protocol. Ulysses is best known for his fanatical obsession with playing Thanos and Black Order and MCP. Ulysses enjoys writing tactics articles and tactics-focused-based battle reports. Something that he did for MCP and will try to do for Shatterpoint. And I have on there that he is the writer of articles. Now let's look at mine, my bio. Started gaming at a young age, destined to love evil Sith and baddies in the Star Wars universe, with a first favorite being Vader. Shortly after being dethroned by the one, the only, Darth Maul. His love for cyborg characters never falters as he quickly clung to Lord Maul in the game of Shatterpoint will never cease to let people forget it. You can expect him to be overextending himself with projects, yet passionate about every single one. Because peace is a lie. There is only passion. I thought it was pretty funny. I thought it was good. Uh, it, <laughs> anyways, um, so we're launching the the site and the Patreon. I'll have the links in the description, and I'll post it in different areas for people to get access to. If you would like to support us, we'd be internally grateful, as it does actually support things like actually getting our own domain for the site, and as well as... Um, I, I mean, covering be, the cost for yeah, Riverside, uh, covering the cost yeah, of boosting the Discord, um, covering the cost of uh, Sam's alcoholism, like all of no, those things are no, no, no we we pay for that. Uh, and I'll, I'll also be honest, like even like <laughs> I'm like, trying to keep it so my family doesn't even have to pay for it. So I, I think one of goes. the one of the best things though <laughs> is when a Patreon supports a pod to a point where. Um, they could spend a little bit of that Patreon money to go to a con and represent. Uh, that's that's really cool in my opinion. Um, because to be completely honest, I'm going to um, what uh, I'm basically playing Shatterpoint because of the Rogation's Patreon. <laughs> uh, Stop. You're right. <laughs> Edit that out. Way to way to dig that hole. Why do you support Dizzard? So that he can buy into a different game. Yeah. Pow, 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 finger guns. I mean, fair. Finger guns. Wait. Um, I, I, uh, I, I'm not getting supported by this. <laughs> You're next. Wait. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. We do want Charles to come to Nova with us. We do want Charles to come to Nova with us, but he probably won't be here this year. It's too soon. And Okay. How about this? If we get enough patrons, depends to on how much they care. Ticket. 
uh, and I'll talk. Uh, all reality. Uh, if anybody does decide to support, thank you very much. That is wonderful, people. Um, all jokes aside, Patreon is a wonderful thing, and it supports content creators everywhere. And always support your content creators because without content creators, you wouldn't be listening to this right now. I love the circular logic there. That is. That's... <laughs> <laughs> and with that, we have been Rogue Support. Your corner of the cantina and thank you for taking the time to listen to us as always we'll be in your corner of the cantina and don't forget the most star wars thing you could do is drop your mall after destroying your local journey and somehow the top half separates from the lower half no no picture didn't happen Picture or it didn't happen. Thank you all for listening and have a wonderful day of time that you are currently listening to this. Wall down. <laughs> <laughs>